This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via other participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and time supply, see mcdonalds.com. Listen, I posed a little question. We're not walking down memory lane, you two are. We? It's a very, very long lane. No, listen, listen. Not again, no, I didn't, I didn't I know. know this. I didn't discover this until today when I was just on Wikipedia and I was looking at one player. Was it the Fountain of Youth, David? Yeah, I, I don't know. I was looking at one player and this, singing this song, right? I don't think anybody's going to get this. Right? Singing this song is a City player. Right, and I'm just going to play it out. I know Ian hates the music, but here we go. Look, anybody who knows who this is, well done you. I'm looking at this on YouTube, and it's had 7,100 views, and it was put up four years ago. And I'll give clues um, during the <laughs> we're going to be in, uh, Neil and I were going to be sharing. Here we go. See if you know who this <laughs> music is. Here we go. All right, who's this? Is it, uh, is it Junior Penn? No. There <laughs> we go. I know, I know, I know um, Jay Emanuel Thomas was into music. Not him. Uh, Any ideas, or, or, Ian? Lee Trundle? What are you asking? Are you asking me who it was? If it, if you know who it was, yeah. No, I'm glad. Any I ideas? Don't. No, well, I'm glad I don't. To be honest. Well, I'll tell you what. He David, was... is it is it is it Petula Clark who was our centre back in the 1950s? It's not Petula Clark. No, <laughs> no. But it's somebody. Ian, I always remember. It was at a sporting dinner, and it was a few years ago. It was more than ten. I'm going to narrow it down a bit. More than ten, and less than twenty. And this bloke was sat on our table, and you went up and said, "Yeah," <laughs> and he was never the same player after that. That's what Mel said, anyway. Liam Liam, Fon- Liam Fontaine. <laughs> see, see, <laughs> absolutely right. That is Liam Fontaine, who's still playing for Edinburgh, 
Yeah, at the age of thirty-eight, like three up in Scotland, up in Scotland, yeah. and he yeah. recorded. I just found this by chance on Wikipedia today. So, it's David, how badly did you ruin his career? And if you apologise, it was Ian. No, Ian. Ian it obviously oh. stuck in Ian's mind because you you said he was shit, Ian, didn't you? It was the. It well, was the Dave, he was sat there with his Dave, wife. Dave, <laughs> no, Dave, I didn't say that, and I'm not. I'm not like that. Uh, what I said to him, if you remember, he was having a real bad time, and I, I said to him, "Why do you think? Why do you think you've lost for him?" And he said, "That's a euphemism for a- being shit." AKA, <laughs> yeah. he, he was out the side. He'd lost for him. He was getting criticised by the manager, and I said, "How come you? How come you?" I was having a chat to him about other things before, and I said, "Well." Why? He said, oh, I've lost form. I said, well, why do you reckon you've lost form then? Because you were always a decent player, I thought. <laughs> he said, I don't know. He said, I don't know. I, I can't put my finger on it, but I just, I don't know. Anyway. So, uh, so anyway. That, that, that was it. Anyway, so once again, look, this is Liam Fontaine. I think he, I think he, I think he was, he was, his career was ruined by scoring that 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 goal at Wolves, and uh, Gary Johnson said he was going to bear his what his bear backside, his backside in, in Bur- was it in Burton's window? Burton's, in Burton's yeah. window. Yeah. I don't think he was ever to. I mean, thinking of Gary Johnson's backside, and he was probably just up for the crack. That that must. I mean, if that 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 would have devastated it, a many a man, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'm going to leave this bit in actually because not the bit where I use the four-letter word. All right, which which Ian is absolutely right. Or so how many how many tracks do you have by Liam Fontaine and the I've Fontaine just got the one. Here we go. Look, listen. But I think it's quite good considering. There we go, which brings us in nicely to the fact that welcome to Forever Bristol City podcast. We're recording this on a Sunday afternoon. I'm looking forward to having my cup of tea and a piece of Victoria sponge when I get home. I'm could, I just, could I just I, say I, something? Giggling. You're, like, you're acting like a four-year-old. I know. Just let him get on with it. <laughs> Wow. It's just what you said about Ian and his sporting dinner. I can't stop laughing. I know, laughing. I know. No, look, all right, no, let's have a proper start. I'm right. sorry. Let's have, let's have a proper start now. Right, so 10 seconds silence from now. Well, here we go. Welcome to another episode of Forever Bristol City podcast. We're recording it at Sunday tea time. And joining me this afternoon are Ian... Uh, Mark and sat next to me in uh, the uh, Forever Bristol City podcast studio is uh, Neil. Uh, I don't know why we're feeling or I'm sounding relatively uh, upbeat because um, final score at the Liberty Stadium, although it's not called that anymore, uh, it finished Swansea 2 City nil. So repeat scoreline of uh, what Cardiff did us by a few weeks ago. I'll come to each of you in turn, literally just 30 second. Uh, Summation of the game. You first, Ian. My summation of the game, the only positive, well, there are two positives that I can see from that game. Number one was uh, Taylor Clark's performance. I thought he did well on debut. And I would have said he was our man of the match. Low bar, I know, but I think he was. And the fact that we're still effectively 13 points clear of relegation. Right. But I can't really see 
any other positives from that and i saw a lot of negatives so okay. uh that's my uh that's my two penalty all right mark what 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 did uh, you think you're always able to uh pluck out some good from uh the less good yeah installing me thunder and i mean we saw a glimpse of the future omar taylor clark a bit a very Corey smith type player uh bless him won lots of tackles, played good short passes, link, link in play, trapped back excellently, tired a bit at the end. You know, 19 years old, I think, you know, he's, he is definitely one uh, that's going to feature for years to come for Bristol City, hopefully. The other positive was probably Kane Wilson coming on, who, who looked like he had plenty of energy running down the right side. But really, I think we knew once that Matty James had got injured, we were really going to be limping along. There's nobody to link the play. We haven't got uh, a fours who's able to hold the ball up. And the play was was very sloppy all round. We tried to force the tempo at times. And against a side who gave you a lot of room and were quite wasteful. Although Swansea had loads of possession, they were so wasteful, which is why they're where they are. They, they don't score a lot of goals. They... We uh, we we really we were we were poor on the day and uh, it was a fair result. Mm. Yeah, uh, Neil, fair result or? Well, I haven't I haven't uh, seen the comments of Nigel Pearson yet because I've been racing back from Porter's Head where I've been with the uh, mother-in-law, bless for Mother and Sunday. But for me, it was a question of uh, a team running out of steam a little bit. Really, you've got a lot of young people out there. A lot of people actually. Uh, first real season at this level you play sort of 12 games and you a dozen games or so you get by on raw energy and raw nerves but the physical demands and the mental demands of playing in a championship i just the last few games people have been jaded haven't they dave yeah at the end of the day and there's jaded performances out there and players are playing out of position a little bit tanner can't get past half time at the moment. Mm. <laughs> he, he seems to be the default change at half time. Playing Pring in the centre, you know, that we are where we are to use a lovely Pearson phrase um, in terms of the players we have available to us. The, the break has probably come at the right time. Yeah, we've got a couple of weeks now. If we can get Conway, Naismith, Pearson back on the pitch, I think that will make a huge difference in terms of just a little bit more experience, ability to actually put our foot on the ball and as uh, as Ian and Mark have said, that the link-up play. But for me, last season was all about WSM. Yeah, we did an end of season, didn't we, with Chris yeah. when we spoke about it. And it wasn't just the goals, it was the assists from them. They well, were they scored 50 and they created 29 of them themselves. Yeah, they, it, you know, they were 60% of the assists were from the three three players mm. as well as the goals. And the, the lack of creativity in the team is still acute, isn't it? Well, the lack of creativity, which starts to point a finger, not point a finger, but it says a lot that we've got a 20 million player in our midst, right, who for me, I think, should be offering more, but more of that later. Let's get into the action. We'll look at the look at the uh, look at the teams. Before I say that, I mean Swansea, right? They've gone into this. Bear in mind, we played them three times already this season, uh, and and what, what what was it? It was a cup. Was one of it was a draw and two yeah. wins basically, yeah. right? But Swansea went into this with three wins in twenty one league games, mm-hmm. right? They were fourth back in the autumn. They won all five of their games in September, so they were where we were. 
First win in seven, this was, yeah. And Russell Martin, their manager, who plays possession football. I mean, at one stage, the first 22 minutes of the game, I looked at the possession stats. It was 79-21. By the end of the game, it had slotted around, I think, to uh, a more respectable 58-42, which shows that when we did get the ball, clearly we didn't do much with it. Um, Ian, the team sort of picks itself, but um, there were three changes. But uh, what, what do you think of the players that dropped out and Omar Taylor-Clark, he deserved being selected, didn't he? Yeah, Taylor-Clark did. I think it was, a, uh, as Neil alluded to, it was a game too far for Andy King. Um, it was a game too far for quite a few of them. Um, Sam Bell's not a left winger. Harry Cornick's certainly not a number nine. I've got no idea what he is. And I was really disappointed to see him in the starting lineup. He He, didn't, he hasn't done anything. I mean, basically, for me, if you're doing it, you're in. If you're not doing it, you're out. And I think players are put up with that. And if I was one of our strikers and he was in the team in front of me, I'd be knocking on his door. Yeah. So let, let's get that out of the way. And having that said, uh, I don't think we're strong enough to leave Mametti. Wyman's not had a great season, but uh, he's got to got to be a better shout, even as a, 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 a as a ten or even as a false nine. Um, to Harry Cornick, Naki Wells can consider himself unlucky. Although, in fairness, he's not been brilliant lately either. No, we've no. got we've got the seven players out injured. At least three of those, if not four, will be missing for the rest of the season. Um, so yeah, I looked at the lineup and I didn't expect much, and um, I I didn't get much, did I? Okay, um, Mark, uh, looking at the uh, looking at the lineup. Um, or was it Zach? Zach Viner was made captain. I mean, I think that's a just reward for his performances this season. And uh, maybe the shape of things to come, do you see him as being uh, a future captain, captain material? Oh, don't don't see why not. I think he's had an outstanding season. But what it comes down to on the end at the end of the day is you know command the respect of players. Somebody who can g play players up. You know takes responsibility. Uh, shows you know shows for everything which he's doing this season. You know don't go missing at at all and gets other play gets the best out of players. I mean it's funny, isn't it? In this country, we take the the, the captains the captain on the pitch captain very seriously that they don't do in Europe. They they tend to have lots of you know on on field leaders where we traditionally look at it one person it doesn't really look like that but I'm, yeah I'm fine with Zach doing uh, doing that doing that job yeah yeah okay um, Neil uh, looking at uh, the opposition and our bench I mean let's look at the opposition first Pato Pato was on the bench but uh, uh, a start for uh, Liam Walsh who was signed in that dreadful transfer window which brought Luke Diony in the club I looked at his career. He's 25 now. He's, I think he's played a grand total of uh, 74 games in his whole career. He's been at Swansea. This was only his fourth game of the season. Mm. Um, yeah, he didn't He didn't do too bad, did he? He was one of their better players until he got taken off. Or he didn't look out of place, did he? He did. And there is some quality to him, obviously. But when we let him go, there was the big debate over, you know, oh, let's keep him on potential, mm. potential, potential. But he... His, inj- his injury record, I, th- I think at least half of those appearances, Dave, will be with Coventry in League One. They were, yeah, no. So right. I think in terms of championship experience, I, I, you know, yeah, there is quality with him. There's, there's quality with Jamie Patterson, you know, yeah. on, on his day and in that LJ well, team. On his day. You on know, his day. but 
but the consistency wasn't there and I, and the decision to release both release rather both of them was the right decision mm, mm. and on the bench rest today it was interesting that Duncan Idahan got a <laughs> got a slot as and Wood was brought back so we had a we had a full bench I rather mean, than a six like in midweek well, yeah. it was a touch of the Steve Cottrell's there wasn't yeah, because he could have put a bum on a seat but you know, Idaho, when he did play at the very end of last season, mm. yeah, they were cameo appearances. I think he maybe was good it was one at start. Oh, you saw the game, you went yeah, to that yeah. game. But you looked at him and it, it's gone terribly wrong for him. And we don't know why. It was something amongst the squad, I think, or the players. But, you know, it would be great if he was given a start now between now and the end of the season and maybe push Pring out to his rightful position. Yeah, do you think he's worth that? Well, I think we need to. I think we need to uh, review. I mean, this break's come at the best time, hasn't it? Yeah. In all honesty. Oh but yes. Moment reminds <laughs> reminds me a little bit of the uh, going back to the old semi-finals. You know, the cup games when we were playing so well in the league, and we we had the Man United and the Man City, and we had that Man City game a few weeks ago, didn't we? Mm. And we were playing well, and we went into it. Yeah, we had uh, Atkinson had just got injured, hadn't he? And mm. and, and stuff and but we were playing well. The energy of that game, I think, kind of sucked a little bit out of us. Mm. And then I think, obviously, Mametti and Cornet didn't play because they were cup tied. But you can't, then you went back to the league afterwards, and we just haven't quite no. got the same energy. Levels. Well, we've only won one of the last five in the yeah. league. That's what it yeah. is. Now. So which is it's after, just gone. after that, it's and, gone. and I mean, if you look at the games we've played, we played Blackpool, Huddersfield, Swansea. You know. There are games there that well, we could have got results. When you look at the results that we got against the teams that we got prior to that cup game, afterwards, not scoring against Huddersfield, huffing and puffing against Blackpool until potentially the goal of the season yeah. by, by Vyman, you know, put us in a better position because they were never going to score. No. And then, what is it, two goals from open play in seven or eight now? Yeah, Mark, no. Mark, Mark will correct me if I'm wrong there, Mark, yeah. but is it seven it's or eight? Yeah, it's, a, it's, yeah it's, a, it's about that. Right. Let's dig into the action. Um, Ian, uh, Zach, Zach got, uh, he'd been given uh, the captain's armband. It almost uh, screwed screwed up in the first uh, 90 seconds. And then they showed that they have this patient build-up. But we had a good, um, a good spell of play where we had Scott, um, a free kick after Cornick had been fouled. And then Sykes again, a poor cross. Dead ball situations, Ian. I'm getting to the point now. Dead ball situations and crossing. It ain't good, is it? And that was a classic situation there. Two free kicks we had and some corners and a poor cross by Sykes. Why can't we make them telling? What's You know, you'd think they'd get this happening on the training ground, wouldn't you? Well, you would. And, but they've been bad all season. Uh, the number of times, I mean, Scott's free kick wasn't just bad. I mean, he, he's hit the foot of the first defender. He hasn't even got it into the penalty, uh, hardly got into the penalty area. He's, he's hit, hit the guy's leg. I don't think the guy could believe his luck that it was such a poor free kick. The best free kick of the game was the one that Mametti put in. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and Vyman headed in the net, but that was offside. I, I, you know, we couldn't see if it was offside or not because you need to be looking along the line. And some of the camera angles today were shocking. But um, no, I, I mean, look, our our set pieces have been poor all season. Now they are trying to do something different with them. Uh, Sykes put in a good ball in the later stages of the first half, well, after a short corner. So they're trying to 
work something from them because they realised that with absolutely no height in the side, there's no point in scuffing a corner in or chipping it into the middle no. of the box, the back post. But our set pieces have been poor all season. Naismith is probably the best deliverer of a set piece, but he's inconsistent when he does it as well. So mm. that's something that, that we've we, over the season, we've got a lot better on defending set pieces, uh, but we've got arguably worse or certainly no better at attacking set pieces. And a number of times, well, Sykes had another go when he, he crossed the ball and the commentator said, well, you know, good cross. It was two foot over Sam Bell's head. Yeah. That's, and no. that's, a good, that's a good cross. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I, I just, you know, you, you don't like to see it. I mean, you've got all week, learn how to cross the bloody thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, um, Mark, uh, they showed how you can cross because it was a deep cross. Their first real chance of note, this is the home side, 28 minutes, a deep cross, and there was Matt Grimes, his header saved by Max, instinctive save by Max. Max has been getting a few bits of criticism on the forum with his kicking and overall play. And then Walsh was there with a follow-up, which uh, Pring uh, did well to uh, to block that. But uh, it just shows, you know, when you have height in the team, that you can cause problems from crosses. And just to pick up, uh, Mark, from what Ian said as well, <laughs> talked about Sykes crosses, there was a period where we had three corners. Two were taken by Scott, one by Jada Silva. No real threat at all, was there? But that, that chance when uh, Mac... That was the best thing Max did all day was that save, wasn't it? Yeah, because he, he, he was near post. I mean, the thing is, when you're playing Jay De Silva, he's, he was going to get out jumped. There were two, we will come to those three, four, five occasions where they got a big man up against him and, uh, you know, either headed it uh, across goal or, or headed it on goal. And it was good, good save at uh, base of the, uh, the right-hand post by Max. But... We were just getting, we were just getting the ball played through as easily, and Matt Grimes and and Liam Walsh, you know, were, were had acres of space to play into. Hmm. So, do, do you think? Do you think? Do you think, Mark, that you know Grimes and Walsh look good because you know Scott was trying to fight a lone battle in midfield, and King's legs were gone. You know, I just saw. I mean, he looked like he'd lost about a stone in weight. He looked a hmm. pale shadow. He didn't look on it, but we surrendered the midfield, didn't we? And whilst I was slightly critical of uh, Scott saying one would expect more, if he's there by himself and you've got two pretty good championship players, well, no, you've got one very good championship player and somebody who had a point to prove. But, you know, it was, um, well, we surrendered it, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, the crazy thing was Swansea were so cavalier at playing it out from the back. You know they're going to get caught by, you know, like some Millwall and, and other teams because they'll just nick it on the edge of their area. The way they they play the play through our press, we have like two, so many chances sometimes to to, to nick the ball, uh, and and run it and run it back. You've got to commend them on on their bravery, although it could be mass stupidity. But yeah. we just let them carry the ball into the midfield area with Grimes and Walsh. There's always within runners. Uh, Ryan yeah. Manning on the left has so much space. We didn't offer. Well, he that showed what either, a wing back should flank. do, really, didn't he? Because he was right. Yeah, up there. but our our full backs uh, are very tentative when they got good passes in in those advanced positions. They they kill the ball rather than pushing it on, and, and the move would be dead. Yeah, they come. Right. It's looking to come back in side defender adjusts facing up against that player and then the pass goes backwards and you recycle into it all okay. over again okay i'll come to you first neil for the first goal yeah. on uh 33 minutes um walsh 
Natchum, clever control, and then a uh, good pass to Cullen. But, you know, that was, we were a bit statuesque defending that, weren't we? Yeah. I like Oliver Natchum. He's a good player, isn't he? I mean, mm. that, that equaliser he had down the gate, great strike early on in mm. the season. He's a forceful presence out there. I think um, the criticism, I've looked back at the goal, my initial viewing of it was Max was down a bit slowly mm. and the ball goes underneath him, doesn't Commentator he? said that as well, actually. Did he? Yeah, or it might have been Chris picked him up, said... I thought he was down a bit slowly, a bit slow to react. Mm. The ball went underneath him. Yeah, and that, there was a there, there was a save there, and, and Max hasn't been great mm. the last. There, there's been some savable efforts, but I think he falls into the group of players that I spoke about at the start. That you're number one, you're in the team. It's week in, week out. You're there every game, and this is his first season really at this level where mm. he is number one, playing week in, week out. It'll be interesting hiking. You know, we've brought him in. He's on the bench. Well, but if ever there's an indication he's not going to be here next season, mm. it's probably at the moment because Max looks like somebody who's at his, his own high levels isn't quite at it at the moment. All right. Okay. Ian, how did you uh, see the first goal? You know, a clever goal or avoidable goal? They're all avoidable to some extent, but unless they're like Andy Vimans, of course, last week, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, well, it, it was an avoidable goal. I mean, it, it came from once again not retaining the ball in our own fi- in our final third. We lose the ball. I think Walsh plays the long diagonal to and Cham. Uh, if he did that deliberately, fair play to him. He, he, the ball struck him in the back and 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 dropped down. Sykes is running back towards him, but doesn't stop him from doing anything. He plays a little slip ball down the side to Cullen and Zach Viner was probably a foot away from blocking the shot. It didn't have a great deal of power. He, he, he um, didn't hit it that hard. Uh, he went across O'Leary. It seemed to go under his hand. So I thought that was all in all, apart from that one super save in the first half when Jada Silva, I thought, got mercilessly exposed by... I mean, if you were playing Bristol City, you'd say, right, we've got a big tall nine in Piro. Uh, Get him to drift wide mm. uh, on on uh, on crosses because neither of the two fullbacks are great in the air. And Jada Silva, whilst he's is as he's as game as they make him, he's five foot six. And you get a yeah. guy at six foot two jumping against you, you ain't going to win the header. No. Um, so that's exactly what you know. If if you were an opposition manager, that's exactly what you tell your nine to do. And I don't think Swansea used that tactic enough today because. The second goal came from Jay being outjumped uh, yeah. across from Pato. So right. yeah, well, let's come I, back I onto that one in a minute. I yeah. Max, Max could have done much better with yeah. the first goal, but all in all, our, our team play leading up to it and our defending wasn't great. Yeah, Mark, do you think when I say about Scott being, you know, not looking this twenty million pound player with a with a striker like Semenyo when he's banging the goals in, you know, you could say. Uh, look, and, and he he had he had two spells in his time at City, this Semenya, where the goals came and he looked the player he was, a ten million pound player. But the only glimpse of Scott being the now England under twenty player Scott, because he'd been selected for the squad in the current gap, was just before the break, when uh, I think it was um, the ball was half cleared and he did a double step and burst into the box and just put in a useful cross. But should we be expecting more? 
from Scott, in your opinion? I think he, he's, he's got to improve his shooting because uh, he does get himself into to good areas. He reminds me a bit like James Madison. You can carry the ball. Uh, he can you can certainly dribble uh, and he can open up. I mean, the difference is Madison Madison can finish. He can he can shoot. I think the other thing, uh, and I think it's frustrating for Scott, one of his best game today, is you need better movement ahead of you mm. to be able to play players in. And that's that's the, the, the problem. There just isn't good movement ahead of him sometimes. So he's carrying the ball a long way. And Anis Mimetti does this as well. Keeps hold of the ball very well. Scott wins a lot of free kicks because he can, he can keep possession so well that he needs but he, he's taking he, he he's taking too long on the ball he really wants somebody with him who can run alongside him or pull the defender away to open the play up our movement off the ball is is poor I remember watching the game last week uh, I think on Sky the highlights where we had uh, I think somebody on the right and we had four players in a row in the in the box you need a couple of players who are dropping off so the defenders have got to think about whether the ball's going back or along mm. the line we just we just make it easy for teams to defend against us so in in Scott's defense I think that's good but he needs to improve his his shooting or find a bit of space but I, no I can't really blame him. I think it's just the, the the situation we're in I mean I said the other week it's going to be a bumpy ride and with all the injuries it's proven to be true absolutely well we seem to have more than our fair share Neil into the uh, second half and uh, they're renowned for their build-up play but they had uh, a good chance where uh, I think well route one as uh, the commentator said it Fisher and found Pirro who's been a thorn in our side a mm. few times but that was a good effort for them right at the start of the second period wasn't it yeah Pirro is a quality player at this level mm. uh, and when you're running you know the Swan, we, they're probably still knocked off that we beat them in a cup at their place mm. after extra time. They probably needed no motivation. And looking at our results going into it, looking at the team that we've got out, there would, if you were Russell Martin, it wouldn't have taken much to wind them up today, I think. They mm. were at us today, weren't they? Well, they certainly didn't play like it was a no, end they, of season. They, they game, were at us. And it didn't look like a team that hadn't, hadn't won in seven. But no. then again, you know, Ian said about the. Um, Lack of height at the back, same player and the same combination. Nacham, probably pronounced that wrong. Fifty-four minutes. Nacham, Manning, cross. There was a cross <laughs> right to the far post, and uh, Puro was there. Jada like, Silva, sort of using him as a step up without fouling him. What it's he hit like the, the post? It's like the Djokovic's of the the Birmingham way, isn't it? Just chuck it up at the back post against us, and you know that we've got a five foot nothing full yeah. back at the back post, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean. We've always had a problem, haven't we, on the diagonals? Yeah. Jay, you know, in, in both fullback areas, Tanner, fair play to him, new contract, richly deserved but on the, on the basis of it. Today, so was but, that tactical or... but he is running on empty at the moment, I would say. He looks like he's running on empty. He's there because we haven't really got any sort of other options at the moment. Other than Kane Wilson, but then he's not a right-back. But then he's not a right-back because you bought him as a right-wing-back. Mm. Uh, I mean, in the week, I'm sure we'll get to it, uh, the view on the end of the season, but Ian and I had some dialogue on social media. And and I said, you know, are we looking at another right-back? If we're going to be playing four at the back, I think we need... Experience. Uh, yeah, you need mm. a better right-back yeah. option. If you Playing Sykes there isn't... Yeah. Really, and obviously Scott, 
you're looking at Tanner. If Tanner can't get past half a game, are you going to get a whole season out of Tanner? Probably Why are we giving not. him another contract then? If there's stamina problems, because well, well you know, you, he's... yeah, but you look at Pring. You look at Pring, and Pring had the same stamina all issues right. and all the yeah. rest of it. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. with players, you just got to stay with them. They're new to this level. He's playing twenty right. or games this season, and that it's not going to be a huge amount committed to giving Tanner a new contract and mm. and and you develop him. And I, I think it's. Yeah. I, I, I don't have a problem with getting Tanner a new contract there. Okay. And and just to finish with you, Neil, on this mm. point, or second half action, the one free kick, we did have another free kick in a good position, and Pring showed that he's got the height to get on the end of those because he scored uh, with his head against Rotherham he earlier did. in the season. Great and cross this one, Scott, And this was, great, a, it, yeah. this was a head across goal, but again, nobody capitalising on that. Yeah, I mean... We've missed Pring at left back a little bit, haven't we? Those yeah. runs forward and those crosses at the bylines and all the rest of it, and Sykes coming in. You know, we had a bit mm. of a golden period for a few games, yeah. didn't we? Before we, you know, teams wisened up to it and double teamed up on Pring. Yeah. We miss him at left back. We do because I, I don't. I mean, well, but then, to- but then I think, I think having Mametti in front of him is probably, mm, you know, he's he's less likely to want to. Go on his 30, 40 yard runs and go around the back if he's not sure exactly what Mometti's doing well, behind him and he go. knows that he's going to be criticised for leaving that if no one's going to cover him at left back. Yeah, Ian, um, we already had uh, Tanner um, going off at half time, Vyman coming on. Was that an antic or a tactic, Ian, to use your phrase? Yeah. Well, I, I, think, I mean, Tanner had a cold and he was on the, the bench against Luton uh, when he was ill. And then we were told that Wilson wasn't fit uh, or he wasn't getting fit as quickly as he'd like to. And he was on the bench against Luton as well. So Tanner came back in today. So if he wasn't fit, he shouldn't start. But let's just say it's not the first time we've made that substitution. And I can't ever remember seeing it work. Yeah. And Ian, just to say that, you know, if you got Tanner on the bench, sorry, yeah, Tanner... Yeah, that we knew we were only going to get 45 minutes out of him. Then the sensible move would have been, surely at half time, because it ended up looking like that, would have been to bring Kane Wilson on and just play him in that right back role, even though he's not a conventional right back. Yeah, do you think that would have been a more logical substitution? Because yeah. it ended up like that anyway, didn't it? Oh, yeah, but the side was completely reshuffled. And I mean, Mark Sykes played three positions today, Andy Voyman played three positions. Um, so Mometi started off on the left wing which is where he plays and he can be effective he is a bit of a one trick pony that's continually cutting in on his right foot he, he needs to go the other way a lot more mm. um, but what you've got to remember I mean you criticised Scott earlier on which is fair enough but he is in a really poor team um, yeah and we've said that, that when he's got good players around him he yeah. shines so it'll be interesting yeah, well, to see let me, gets... let me finish, finish the point um I don't think you've got um, you've got much option at the moment. I mean, Zach Bell is a right back from the under twenty ones, but when they played the cup game the other day, Kane Wilson played right back. Yeah. So what you could have done um, is not played him right back in that game, but played him right back against Luton because I don't think we could have done much worse. But this shifting Sykes back and forward, Sykes is a, is a right sided wide midfielder. That's what he is. So you either play him there or don't bother. Sam Bell is a striker, right? Play him there or don't bother. 
If you want yeah. an out-and-out left winger to cover Mimetti, recall War Edwards, who I think is up at Wraith Rovers, isn't he? Um, Ross been up there. Ross yeah. Right. It, uh, been, been up there all season. Bring him back if you want a left winger or a right winger. Mm. Or you want cover in those positions. So it's a little bit like saying, well, we haven't got any we haven't got any centre halves. Well, there's two on the bench today. Yeah, and no, they could have. Yeah, against, no. Against Reading, I'd start Idahan and get Pring back at left back. Yeah. We, we know Jay's gonna be gone the end of the season. Yeah. And we, he's we not shouldn't, we shouldn't yeah. get relegated from where we are. Right? So yeah. it, it's time to start playing some attacking football and get, get Naismith back in the side if he's fit. Get Conway back in the side if if if, a if they're fit. Within, if they're fit. Well, yeah, you can't play them if they ain't fit. But no. If you get Naismith in the side, if he can do forty-five, right, and James can do forty-five, then play them forty-five minutes each in the same. Yeah, position. that makes sense. That makes sense. All right, we look forward to uh, remaining games, and obviously we've got the luxury of having a week off. Uh, uh, Ian, Mark. Um, yes. Mimetti came yes. on. Um, it was almost uh, it was almost a debut goal for uh, Omar Taylor Clark because Mimetti showed what he can do, and he unselfishly laid that ball back. And I thought Omar Taylor Clark he hit it well, didn't he? And uh, it, it didn't bring a spectacular save from the keeper, but it would have been would have been nice if that one had gone on. Yeah, gone in. Yeah, he was. He, uh, take, uh, Mimetti was on the left hand side, brought it in again on his right foot. I think you know he's got to vary his runs, and sometimes you just got to push on down the line, take the defender with you, take him out of the game. But yeah, he played it back to the edge of the area, and Taylor Clark came through, hit it not too powerfully. It didn't swing, but yeah, he hit it well. But the keeper made a comfortable save down by his right hand near post. But yeah, I mean he was he was great today with some of his break up tackling, wasn't he, on the all over the pitch when. Yeah. When Swansea counterattacked in the first half, he uh, he hauled down Ryan Manning and didn't get booked, which uh, marks him out. I was going to say he didn't get booked for, for that. Yeah, and I think the commentator, <laughs> or it might have been uh, Chris uh, Honor, said that he was quite good at anticipating passes, which is how he managed to cut out a few yeah. balls. I stick with he could, he could hang he could hang a leg back and you know and yeah. block you block tackles. Yeah, positional plays everything there, and I think you know for a player who was only nineteen in in November. Um, you know, and he, only played, and he was a little bit only, like Corey Smith in terms of his physique. And, yeah, but uh, I think he was only on. He was. I mean, his only loan away for competitive football away from the end of twenty three has been for Yate Town last season. Yeah. So he's been meteoric. All right, sticking with you, Mark, and I'll come to each of you on this. I guess for me, the turning point of the game was on the sixty fifth minute when the ball gets um, played in and Cabango. It looked ball a hand, but his. Is as I've seen, I've looked at it two or three times now, and his hand is, you know, at right angles to his body, and he's got his hand in a fist form. Yeah, is that a penalty? Uh, for, in your view, uh, Mark? Well, the ball came down to Voiman. He, he he wanted to hit it, but it, he was waiting for the ball to drop, so he, he hits it into like the hook. Uh, of is uh, is uh, he got his elbow bent and he hits it into the hook of his hand and body, but the angles yeah. there, I mean, like for the goal, they were absolutely awful. You really wanted to see, you wanted to see it from from uh, in front of the goal, uh, front front on, like you do with like you do at some grounds. You just couldn't tell. I mean, it, mm. VAR it may have might have been given. But um, I mean that, that we're really clutching at straws, aren't we? Where we're we're looking. That mm. was the only our All only right. chance to get a goal. But there you go. Okay, 
Let me ask the same question, Neil. Did, is, is that a penalty? That is an absolute nightmare confusion over handballs nowadays, isn't yeah. it? I mean, for me, if the hands are down and they're in what they call a natural position <laughs> and it's ball and it's ball hand, you know, the, the arm is, is extended and it hits the hand, then you're like, fine, you know, ball to hand. His hands are up. Mm-hmm. And then the ball to hand, but the hat, but the hand is in an unnatural position, mm. and the ball is, and your hand is up. Strong appeals as well, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I does anybody know? Does the rest know? I, I don't think they do. I don't know. On a, on a, on a day along. by day, on a on a, I mean, if you, if you look at the uh, goal against Hull, mm. the penalty we had for that, uh, I think his hands in the same position, but then the balls travelled a lot a lot more, so mm. it's close like that. You'd be disappointed if it was given against you, but. I don't understand the handball rule. No, all right. Well, Ian, <laughs> in me, relation to it, I mean, don't worry. So neither do, I don't referees do either, do they? No, I, mean, I don't. Uh, think the Ian. thing is, I, th- I think it was because he was so close to him. He's yeah. saying he can't get it, it's he it's ball the hand way. because he couldn't get out of the way. The difference with the uh, the Messi cross in in it hole was it, it travelled a, a, a two two yard, two or three yards before before uh, Cyrus Christie had his hands up and he was go move away from his body, but he had his hands raised, so that gave. The referee a decision to make, but, but I mean, he, but I he don't gave think, him a yeah. natural stay with Cabango. Yeah. It's an unnatural yeah. advantage, though, isn't it? If you yeah. have your hands yeah. up like that, then you are creating a barrier of sorts, aren't you? So then, yes. okay, if the ball, if it is ball to hand, but your hand is in an unnatural position, i.e., it's raised, and then it's not given, mm. then what are you going to do next time? You're going to yeah. do exactly the same, and then if the ref gives a penalty that the next time that happens, I think we'll be seeing penalties given for exactly the same offence as for the reason they weren't it wasn't given today but is it a case of having VAR at the championship well you though? you know if, if just oh, a, just an analogy anybody ever see you see hockey don't you if you if a ball strikes a player in this in, in the circle on the feet the attending team they get a penalty corner don't they right yeah. on the edge of the edge of the D which is you know a very attacking position but mm. you can deliberately strike the ball at a player's feet to win it do you see what I mean? It's just, yeah. uh, Ian, you know, are you Ian, just playing for it or is it an accident? Ian, let me ask your take on it. Is it a penalty in your book or if it is, it'd be very harsh? What, what do you think? I didn't think so. I think Weinman miscontrolled the ball and then lobbed it at the bloke. So I I, I, I didn't think it was a penalty. Um, and if it was given against us, I'd say it was harsh. Yeah. And the referee today, fourth time he's uh, refereed us this season. Yeah, I I thought he was fairly, fairly okay. Didn't you think? I thought so. I mean, you know, with referees, I like to see them keep their cards in their pocket, and he largely did. Mm. Sykes, uh, another referee, might have sent Sykes off, but when he lashed out with his oh, foot, yes, he did. Yeah, after yeah. he'd been tripped up. Now, because that was quite nasty. When you looked at that, he he absolutely knew what he was doing there because he caught him high on the knee, didn't he, when he was on the when yeah. he was on the flip. And Beckham got sent off for something not too dissimilar back in the ninety eight World Cup, didn't he, if you remember. Yeah, he he did. And, and it's a it's a silly thing to do. I can understand it's really annoying. You're you know, you're running away and you get tripped up. But I mean, we do it. It's 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 what they call it a professional foul. Mm. So yeah. um but no, I didn't think it was a penalty and and, and the only time I thought we might get back in the game today was when we were a goal down and we were we were pressing a little yeah. bit. But let's be honest, 
their keeper didn't have to do anything out of his out of his skin for ninety minutes, did he? No. Oh, they only, no, we only had one shot in the second half. He didn't record it, didn't we? That was it. Is that right? Yeah. Well, yeah. we had. I think we had three in the game. I can remember the one Scott chipped at him for goalkeeping practice, and that Omar Taylor Clark hit the ball well enough, but it was straight at him. I can't remember the other effort. But... Well, the, we, well, we had five shots on goal and two on target, according to the yeah. BBC stats, and it was six three at the end. Yeah. So. Oh, there yeah. you go. All right. Well, look, let me stick with you, Mark. Um, again, the game is in its final quarter. And Natchum, he had uh, a good uh, long-range shot. That was a save by uh, Max. But uh, as I say, sticking with you, Mark, the first goal, Natchum to Pato, Pato cross, Whitaker header, ball ends up at Natchum, slots it in from just on the edge of the box, if I recall correctly. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, that was a we we'd have been proud of scoring that goal, wouldn't we? Because it was you know four players involved, yeah, and that was it. Yeah. Game over. And he's a big, strong player like that. You know, who, who's com- comfortable shooting with both with both feet. Omar Taylor Clark had tried to get back into position, but I think he was incredibly tired by then. He tried to block, but the ball went through his legs. Yeah, and I think that and that may have incited Max a little bit because it was more towards the middle of the goal, but the power beat him. But yeah, it was a great it was a great finish by. I think it might be Uncham. I mean, he, he started his career at Manchester City, so you know, and he was selling brain well there for a period, if I recall correctly. Yeah, they said where sorry. Previously played for Celtic as well, I think. Yeah, I think that's where, where they got him from. But yeah, I mean, what the amazing thing is about Swansea is how comfortable they look in possession, but how, waste, how wasteful they are. And they're, uh, really, they, they, they could have won the game by you know by more than 2-0, the way that they passed the ball yeah. and the way they moved off the ball. Yeah. But they, they are just so... so well, I think, you know, think Loud Lisa said on the text, Loud Lisa said on the text earlier on, we made Swansea... You know, a, a Swansea side that, as we said earlier, you know, this was their, they'd gone into this with six games without a win, but we let. Well, they them... they play they play football the right the right way, and mm. if they if you know if they finish some of their uh, attacks, they all right. I know it's 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 if if what and when, but they play great football, no question about that. And I think the most annoying thing for their fans is they you know you're being entertained watching them, but it's that wastefulness in front of goal. If they correct that, I think next season they can. So be a lot Russell stronger. Martin, a good manager in your opinion, then because I think he's had his critics of late. Well, that's because they've only won they haven't they haven't won any uh, in mm. they haven't won a game in six five defeats and and, and one draw. Um, you know, on a side who were in the Premier League about four seasons ago. Play, play good football under Steve Cooper. Mm. They got to the semi-final and the final of the playoffs in consecutive seasons. But they, I mean, there's no, Cooper left because there was no money there. So they are rebuilding, but they never compromise on the way that they play. They well, they've played like that, them. I would say, for about yeah. 15, 20, 20, well, 15 years, you know. And they always well, have they look managers. At the co- look at the coach. Yeah, look at the coaches they've had. Roberto style, yeah. Martinez, yeah. Uh, yeah. Brendan Rodgers. Uh, you know Steve Cooper. I think Graham was Potter was there, for about... there. There was a French guy in there as well. Well, Loudrop. Graham Potter was there for Loudrop. about ten minutes yeah. as well. Gra- 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 all Graham good, Potter. So, all good managers uh, have all gone on to better yeah, things. They've had, out, they've had outstanding man. Yeah. They've had outstanding managers, and they don't compromise the way that they play. And uh, I know it doesn't always work, but they, you know, they 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 get. Yeah. I think they they uh, they trade well and. They, they, I think they'll they'll be a force. Hopefully, you know, with the players we got coming through, and hopefully, you know, if we do some good recruitment. Fingers crossed in the summer, that'll well, be us in a better position see. next season. We yeah. shall see. We, shall we see. are where um, we are. We are where we are. <laughs> Neil, let's say game game over. 
on the 77th minute, you know, with that second goal mm. and, you know, avoidable in your view or not really? We, we just, were, we just looked our, tired, Dave. By that stage, we just looked tired. So, yeah. you know, it was it was coming, wasn't it? Mm. And really. then and then in injury time, uh, Mimetti put in a cross. Uh, Vyman was over the header. That was ruled out for offside. No doubts yeah, about that decision. I, it looked offside to me, but yeah. again... As Ian alluded to, the angles weren't the best, were they? And my, mind you, I mean, uh, looking at the gas, uh, the Portsmouth first goal yesterday, you know, who knows what's offside and what's not nowadays <laughs> with Colby's first goal yeah. for uh, yeah. for Portsmouth. No, well, side. they ran out. Look, I mean, fair play to Swansea. They ran out, I won't say worthy winners, but, you know, we were we were well beaten uh, today. Ian, I... I, I um, this Matt Grimes who played for them, he's an ex... Exeter City player, is he somebody that slipped through our net? Bearing in mind that we had something similar happen with uh, Ollie uh, Ollie Watkins, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Was it the time when we were looking in France and Germany and everywhere else apart from what was right under our noses? And it's been happening for years. I mean, Guy Whittingham was another one. He got bought out of the army for three hundred quid and went on to become a bit of a legend at Pompey. Uh, mm. Ollie Watkins is one. Um, and and the lad Grimes is another. Um, I, I, you know, this is why I say I hope our recruitment under Brian Tinian vastly improves from where it's been. Uh, listening to Nigel Pearson after the game, uh, we've got a long way to go. This is Nigel Pearson not talking, me. Uh, sorry, me. Uh, Nigel Pearson talking, not me. We've got a long way to go to get where where we need to be, knocking on the door of uh, playoffs thanks the fans uh 1300 at swansea today in what i thought was quite a disappointing crowd for a local derby 16 17, yeah, 16 713 yeah yeah so uh the fans have been brilliant all season but we really haven't given them enough i've got to agree with him there and we've run we've stopped scoring goals in open play now i i don't disagree with a word of that and you say that, sorry sorry you say that Every week, which is which is good that you are, you always say you know you agree with what Pearson has to say. So if if you're agreeing with him, then that means he's being honest, really, doesn't it? He's not shitty shadying like uh, a certain uh, other manager is over the other side of the city. It's never his fault. I mean, Pearson says it as it is. Yes, and that's well. I, I think the only way we we differ, to be honest, because I quite like Pearson as a bloke, um, but. Where we differ is in his solutions to the problem. So, for as an example, I would have gone four at the back a bit earlier than he did. And I think he was, to use a modern word, kind of forced into it. They love saying that on when they're interviewing people, don't they? Could you kind of sort of, you know, you know, oh, buddy, mm. good job, I know, because you never tell me. Um, but the is the his solutions. And I'd also, a few games ago, and I did suggest this, if you look back on my Twitter feed, um, go with two up top uh, and, and the formation would be a 4-1-3-2. So we, I think because all of our strikers need to play in a two, we haven't got a one for a 4-2-3-1. We just haven't. So you either go and get one, and I please God we do in the summer, but well, I, I, I wouldn't put my house on it. So what I'm saying is I, I disagree with the solutions and some of the tactics, 
but I think his assessment after games <coughs> is sound. It, it, it's sound. It's quite accurate. Yeah, He's not I one think. of these managers that comes out and sees a completely different game blames the referee all the time, although he's been doing it a bit more lately. But I think the penalty controversy we've gone through this season has led to some of that. But I, I, I really hope that he does... I mean, there's you know, people on Twitter again calling for him to go and saying his record's terrible. And which, well, well, it's probably one person, Mark Carter. No, it's not. It's, it's a long is it others way, now, is it? It's a long way from one person, Dave. If you go back, to the interview he did after Luton and the one he did it on Boxing Day, there was probably 150 people on there having a pop. So mm. it's not just Mark Carter. And I know Mark tweets the same stuff out, but like I said to somebody the other day, rather than criticise him and call him all sorts, argue with him on whether he's factually correct or not, because Nigel Pearson will tell you himself that his record isn't what he wants He wants it to be. Yeah, His win rate... He's the third longest serving manager and his win rate's below the other two longest serving guys in Rowett and um, Mark, Mark Robbins. Yeah. So it's not there. Now, all right, there's it, there's always excuses, the the injuries and the money and we've been cost-cutting. I'm, I'm hoping that next season, particularly if we sell Scotty, that all those excuses go away. Well, this is it. No, absolutely, Ian, you're absolutely right there because, you know, we've we've cleared the decks of the high wage earners and what have you. This is a very critical summer that's coming up. Mark, let me ask uh, you a question. Uh, yeah, go for it. Grimes, you know, impressive player. They haven't got any money, Swansea. If Scott goes, right, and we've got money to spend and they haven't got any money, is he the – I checked him out on, on – the. Uh, his age and what have you. He's 27 in the summer. Yeah. Um, is that a player that you could see us going for? If we say got 20 million for Scott, we're not going to be uh, just buying also runs because, you know, is, is he the same sort of player? I'm showing my lack of knowledge. They might be vastly different players, but he certainly seemed to be bossing the midfield today. Yeah, and he can certainly, certainly pass, certainly pass the ball, and you think he'd have his some suitors at, at, at that age, but probably in the higher echelons of the championship rather than the Premier League. Otherwise, you know, he, he'd have gone by now because remember they they got to the playoff final and the, the semi-finals, um, you know, three three years ago. Well, that's three years and, ago, and, mind. That's not. Yeah, and he's Steve, been with Steve, he's been with Steve him Cooper. since twenty. I think he's been with him since twenty fifteen. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, so he certainly wouldn't be a replacement uh, for for um, for, uh, uh, for 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 Scotty. I think you know you could look at somebody like Jason Knight, maybe who's about twenty three years old, so younger. He plays for Derby mm. County. I think there's another player, uh, Coughlin or somebody at Oxford United, who, who, who might be good. Sitting more likely to look at a league below for younger gems, or you know, look at the likes of uh, of, the, of the European leagues, maybe. I mean. Look at look at Coventry. They got Gustavo Hamer uh, cheaply, didn't they, from the uh, from the Eredivisie a couple of seasons ago for for a million. So I think City are more likely to shop down to shop downwards uh, in the uh, in the EFL or maybe so taking a, a chance again. Then, Mark. Do you, I mean, Neil, with play, players like that, 
you know, and I think it was somebody, uh, Tom, who works with me, who was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, he said that the sort, you know, we keep modelling ourselves against Brentford and seeing today Brighton have got to the FA Cup semi-final convincing win against Grimsby. But if you're going to do something in the league, and Tom said, Tom said, Mimetti is the sort of player that Brentford would have signed back in the day. I mean, they're onto bigger yeah. and better things now. But if we're going to get money for Scott, right, substantial money, and bearing in mind that we got the money for to, for Semenya as well, you know, going out and buying an experienced championship player, because surely, you know, somebody like him, he's not going to be on more wages at Swansea than what he's going to be on here. Yeah. And if they've got no money, right, and we are financially better placed than most other clubs in the championship who don't have parachute payments, we should be going after somebody like him or looking at one or two of the Millwall players because, again, they get half the crowds that we get. Yeah. If we go out and buy, okay, we weren't, Jed Wallace was the one last season, one of who went to West Brom, you know, and they're obviously always going to beat us on wages. But, you know, this progress, it, you know, Baby step and all the people that said, Oh, if we finish the 14th or 15th this season, that'll be an achievement. Well, actually, that's what it's going to be. So, what do we need to get to 10th to 10th to 6th next year, which would be oh, progress? 10th to 6th that that relies on us finishing 10th, is it? Or from in next from 10th, from 10th, yeah. is it? right? Another player this season, mm-hmm. Zrema at Millwall. Mm-hmm. Fantastic season, bought from the uh, from the Dutch leagues as well. But again, about two million. Colton Morris at Luton, bought from Barnsley, I believe, about two million. And they, they have they, money because they, 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 they have money because they'd sold a couple of players and made some decent money. Yeah, with those. There, there are players out there, but it is all down to recruitment at the end of the day. And the Championship is a horrible league, isn't it? It's an absolute horrible league because of parachute payments. Mm. Parachute payments have corrupted the league to such a degree that any teams coming down or any teams in with the parachute payments warp the league in terms of the wages offered. And that, that unfortunately... Now, if you're talking about Millwall, someone like Jake Cooper, yeah, mm. at Millwall, centre-back, be fantastic. He's going to have offers. Now... That said, we got Naismith last year, and I don't think anybody thought until Naismith actually signed that he would have better offers, being that he but was he's in, thirty. Yeah, but being in the being in the you know championship team of the season and all the rest of it, you'd think okay, one of the top teams will do. I think if you're a decent player in the championship, those however many six, seven, eight clubs is it? Mm. I don't know, six, seven say, clubs that are in receipt of parachute payments at the moment are always at an advantage to offer in terms of wages and to just stock their sides, even if you're not playing. Another player I really like, Bakuna at at Birmingham, Junior Bakuna. Be fantastic for us. Mm. Absolutely fantastic for us. Are we able to get him or or would he go to Mm. someone like a West Brom or a Sheffield United if they don't get up or a Watford or... Something yeah. daft, well, look at, something looking, daft like yeah, that. I'm looking because at, they're all able to offer. I'm looking 30 at the top grand eight. I'm looking at the top eight as it stands now, and you're right. Mm. There's four clubs have got parachute payments, yeah. right? But four haven't: Coventry, Millwall, Blackburn, Luton, well, and Middlesbrough. None of those have got parachute payments. Yeah, yeah. So five out of the top eight. Yeah. So we've got to be what what when we go into the transfer market this 
summer, mm. you know, we've got to be buying players that would look that, that would enable us to do a Coventry, Millwall, Blackburn, Luton, or Middlesbrough. Well, I, th- I think I think that the issue this season is that we've we've blooded a hell of a lot of academy players, and they've all shown um, some real talent coming forward from the academy. But that takes time. Mm. You know, so what do you do? do? Do you go out in the summer, Dave, and buy five, six, seven players? And then that stunts the momentum of the academy. I mean, if it wasn't for the academy, God knows where we'd be All right, but do you at, at, it, at the moment. But, I mean, if you if you look, I don't know, going back to that 90s Alan Hansen, you don't win anything with kids scenario. I mean, what, what it's proved is that unless you have a sensational talent and Alex Scott, if we have, if Naismith was playing alongside Alex mm. Scott, if, if we had a midfield three at the moment, if Naismith, Pearson and Scott, Scott would be released to be playing a very you're different saying, role than what he's doing. Saying, midfield, you're, midfield three. you're saying Pearson, do you mean James? James, I do apologise, you're quite right, Ian, I meant James. Yeah, what, so James, Naismith and James, Scott? James, Naismith and I still Scott, think that lacks playing, mobility. Yeah, but Naismith frees up Scott. Yeah, but... Scott is having to come deep. Scott's having to do an awful lot of work at the moment because, quite frankly, our midfield isn't up to it. All right. But, I mean, it's a real dilemma. If you were Tinian there, and Tinian is in advanced role at the moment, and you're like, okay, we've got this money from Semenya, which has really helped plug any potential gaps, and we spent a little bit on Mameti and a little bit on Corner bringing forward... We've got some scope and the budgets, hopefully, but we're still going to lose a hell of a lot of money because our operating costs are so living high as an organisation that we're always going to lose money regardless. And then you've got Scott money potentially coming in. So what do you do? Do you, do you throw caution to the wind and then go out and buy six right. or seven players? But that's what we kind of did with LJ, didn't it? And then, and then the academy but- players, the academy players that we now see that we're now, you know, waxing lyrical about don't get the same opportunities. So, but then I would have thought, but with our injury record though, instead of going out and buying six or seven, which has always been the policy, we bought quantity not quality. And with the youngsters now who've been blooded this season, rather than go out and buy six or seven, hmm. let's go out and buy three or four really good ones that we know that if they get injured, they suffer the curse of the uh, well, answering uh, probability. You know, I'm, I'm sure I'm, I'm, I'm conscious of the fact that, you know, Ian and, and Mark or what, about that, about this as well. But I mean, Ian, you know, what Neil was just saying, yeah, if we're going to go out and buy six or seven and it's going to stunt the growth. Well, of, of, the there's a balance. There's a balance, there's a balance to be struck. Surely we're better off going and buying three or four really good ones, knowing that if they get injured, they suffer the curse of Bristol City. Then we've got some youngsters that are able deputies coming through now because of the pain that we've had this season. You know, we've blooded them. Yeah. What do you what What do you say in in that respect? Quantity, not quality, or quality, not quantity. Right. You finished. Yep. Right, we need. We need two players for every position, plus six. So we need to take the squad to 28. At the moment, the squad's 23. Now, in that 23-man squad, I'm counting Eamon Benarus, I'm counting Alex Scott, uh, and I'm counting Tommy Conway, and I'm counting Sam Bell. All kids. So uh, I'm not counting Omar Taylor Taylor Clark yet because he's he's only made his debut and played one game. But once he's played five or six games or something like that, then he goes in the first team squad as well. 
So you need 28 players because at any one time, we've always got four to six injured. We just have. And that's an improvement from the first season when Pearson came in, the Dean Holden, Nigel Pearson season, when at one point we had 21 players out injured. Yeah. All, uh, nine, nine or 10 with hamstrings. And all the injury, injuries we seem to get are long-term. Um, you've only got to look. Uh, William's got another long-termer. He's out of contract next year, and you've got to seriously oh, look at it. Mm-hmm. Do, do you, you know, can you retain? Do you, do you, do you retain him? Because I think when he plays, he's value. He's a decent player, but is he going to play enough games? Naismith has had is had two serious calf injuries this year. You missed a lot more games if we hadn't had the World Cup break. So um, it, it's it's important that we we have that size of squad because then when you get a couple of centre-backs get injured, uh, you, you're not right. moving Cam Pring to centre-back right. and, and shifting Jay De Silva in it left-back. I mean, Jay would be gone in the summer anyway. Thomas Callas probably will go gone. to take a pay cut. So, it, it, at the end of the day, um, that's the size of squad we need. Right. Now, we but need ch- players who are good enough to play in the championship, either week in, week out. That, that if you want to call that your first eleven, first eighteen, and we need some, some sometimes younger players, not always, that you can dip in and out for a couple of games, and and that's that. That's how I see playing it. But you, you're right. Yeah, I'd rather sign four good quality players then eight um, yeah. that aren't any better than the ones we got. Okay. Because that's, that's where we went with Lee Johnson. Yeah, yeah. let me just ask uh, Mark that question. Then I want to wrap up with talking about the run into the season after the, uh, uh, after the international break, uh, eight games left. And I'm predicting eight points from that. And I'll tell you where that would see us finish as well. Uh, Mark, Ian said we need to have you know two players for each position, plus five, first team squad of 28 uh, I wonder how that size compares with a Luton or a Millwall, yeah? Because I don't think they've got any resources like that yet. Here they still are, challenging at the top of the division. What do you think, Mark? Well, I think you need fit players, and I think uh, with, you know with, with the injuries we keep sustaining, uh, you know, you lose key, key players at it, it, key times, it, it sends you backwards. Or, you know, you, you, we were lucky with the run of fixtures that we had that we didn't get less points, really, because we were playing the likes of uh, of Blackpool and Wigan and Huddersfield uh, when we had, you know, we had key players missing. That's the problem. I think we suffer a lot, lot of injuries, which obviously affects you. Um, I think, you know, perhaps there's a... A lack of confidence in the way that we play sometimes on the ball. We're not brave enough when we're going for when we're going forward. Uh, other teams have got a, perhaps a lot more comfortable in their own style of play. You could see that the way that the way that Luton did that the other night, and they got players to suit their style of play. You know, big men up front who can uh, you know who can who can hold the ball up from those those long cross field passes. And we're playing a formation with a uh, a four two three one with somebody who's getting bullied off the ball all the game. It's effectively like you're giving a mm. having a target man. So that it's it's not working. So they're playing a style and they've got the players to to adapt to those. That's why Luton are doing well. You know they're in that second season cycle where they got they 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 traded well 
and you know, look at Millwall are up there are up there as well. It's like the same thing. Well, they spent yeah. I mean, Millwall spent a little bit of money on uh, on that Dutch on that Dutch guy. Um, I think somebody could somebody correct me about that. They probably have got a little bit more money than us. But I think it's 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 injuries. The the, the number of injuries that we have every season, key players missing for months on end. You know, Thomas Callas. Uh, and then uh, you know, Callas returned. Well, the list, the list goes ACL, on. ACL Williams, yeah. really. I mean, he looks he looked quite good, but then it, he's took, he's done his hamstring and he's out for the rest of the season. You just cannot expect a team to be consistent with that amount of injuries, David. That's the big problem. Uh, perhaps you need, you know, you need you need to. to you, you, I think the, the players have, some, have have struggled sometimes when they come in because they have played, come from a lower level. And that's the chance that you take, you know, with the Tanners and the Kane Wilsons that are not a date, they're not able to adapt, adapt, adapt to the, the rigors right. of the championship as quickly okay. as they like when they get injured. Here's one for uh, Neil. He's just brought this to my attention, and I'll, I'll ask Ian as well before we do quickly. I'm conscious you've got to get away relatively shortly, uh, Mark. But um, players out of contract in a year, in other words, summer of 2024. Neil, you've just listed William James environment. I'm guessing that's with a view to do we do we want to offer do we them? offer new contracts? Do we offer new contract? in the summer? Do you offer a new contract to Vyman in the summer? There's a question for you, Dave. Would you? After the season he's had, well, he, it looks like he's lost the yard of pace. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because you, if you've got, did it, so is he out of contract in this? He's out. Of contract. Is this summer? No, no, no. 2024. 24. So they're entering the last year of their contract. So this year, using that analogy of entering that last year, if you're going to get any value out of these players, if there's any value left in Williams, I think Matty James will get a new contract. But Vyman, King, do you give King another contract? Do you keep him going for another year? He's out of contract at the end mm. of the season. You know, that the, the point that Ian made was really valid about, you know, the, the squad depth. But there was a lot of decisions to be made about the existing players that are here, let alone... You know, bringing new players in. So just remind me then, what's Vibe? Because Vyman signed, is it a two year contract three with one year? year? Three year. Three year. Know, yeah, there's no. Vyman's out of contract 2024. We've got eight players that are out of contract in 2024. Do you want me to list them? Yeah, go on, mate. No, no, I'm disappointed already, and you're making me feel Joe, bad. Joe, Joe Williams, <laughs> Sam Pearson, Duncan Idahan, Andy Vyman, Matty James, Zach Viner. I'm, I'm taking it as exact. Well, he hasn't signed a new contract, and that will be his one-year option taken up at the end of this season. By us, by the club, yeah. Yeah, Rob Atkinson has got a, is out, but he's got a one-year option, so mm. you could call him 2025. Cam Pring is out, but he's got a one-year option, so you could call him 2025. So it's effectively those six uh, that will be out of contract. So William, Williams and Feynman for me, Ian. Some decisions over those two, isn't it? Yeah, there is. I mean, they're they're not particularly Andy. They're not getting any younger, and, uh, and can they take us any further? Are they going to? I mean, when well, you, that's it. are they going to? Is if you give them a new contract, you've got to say, is this is this player going to going to take take the club any further? What they, you've got to know is how you how you're going to play. For example, we signed Kane Wilson, who was player of the season in League Two. I made a point that some people don't like about players from League Two coming in physically um, and it takes them a year or a season, call it what you will, 
to physically get up to speed. Now, that's mm. George Tanner, double hamstring. The same applies to players who haven't played a lot of football. Andy King, double hamstring. Kane Wilson, serious knee injury. Mm. Now, this is why I'm saying I start to wince a little bit when we say, well, we're going to go for people. That, and with the, what has changed slightly, and it's quite a subtle change, is Pearson still talking about the targets being blokes that have, haven't had a chance in the championship, that have done well in League One and Two, that have played 200 games. And that's a, that's a, a big change, but it was said very quietly. So a guy that's played 200 games, it's probably going to, at that level, is probably going to be a bit older. Not, not 25, talking about... 26. Yeah, I'm guessing. So it may be they think, well, oh, perhaps the young you know, we need somebody with a with a with first team experience who's used to that, um, and and that was a, something that was more or less made as a throwaway comment. Not a lot of people have picked up on it, but I did, and I thought, well, yeah, that's a subtle change. You're still saying I'm going to get blokes from League Two and League One, but what you're not saying is we're going to get younger lads like Wilson and yeah. Tanner. Yeah, no, it's difficult. It's difficult. It's the summer so... Do you, do you think, so though, difficult. Ian, on that point, though, when he says a couple of hundred games, if they're 25, 26, and they're still in League One, League Two, and they haven't been picked up by Championship or Premiership clubs, there's generally a reason why they haven't been picked up, but, you know, by Championship and uh, and Premiership clubs. I, I always felt like when he did say that, and, you know, all right, a couple of hundred, right, 25, 26, he's played, still playing in League One. You know, these, these Cameron, is it Brannigan's at, at Oxford? Yeah. Uh, and players yeah. like that. And you're like, well, okay, all right. Is he going to make the leap? You know, with, we bought in Wilson, we bought in... Uh, Atkinson, they, they're 22. Yeah, they're, they're, they're League One. If you look at those lads, they're League One players like Mark Simons. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. I think there seems that there didn't used to be very much difference between the lower divisions. Now I think there's a big difference and a big, big difference. Yeah, big gap. Between the championship in the yeah. Prem, I think you're looking at 50, 50 60% difference and from League Two up to League Three is probably twenty, and then from League th- League uh, then that, but from League Two up to the Championship is probably something like forty percent difference, mm. and that's a, right. that's an that's awful a, lot, an awful lot. Time, Dave. Yeah. So I'll, I'll wrap. Mometti, good case in point for what Ian's just saying. That showed that reel that he had in League One. Fantastic, you know, brilliant, brilliant. The step from League One to Championship is vast, isn't it? And I'm sure Mometti there thought, oh, I'll come up into the, uh, yeah. the champ. I'll, I'll do this, I'll do that, I'll do this, I'll do that. And he's like, ah. Yeah, but I'd like, to see, ma- get, but I'd like to see him get given more of the ball as well. Yeah, it'll come though. Pre-season, it'll come. It'll come. It'll, it'll, come. Come. it'll come. All right, just to, just to wrap up, uh, I'll come to each of you on this. You've got a week off, yeah? Um, and then there's eight games to go. I'll read them out. Everybody knows. I'm going to call them out. Reading at home, Stoke away, good Friday. Borough at home on uh, Easter Monday. Two tough away games, uh, Watford, Sheffield United. Rotherham at home. Burnley at home. And then finish the season away at QPR, if ever there's a side that looks like they could be falling through the trap door into the relegation places, it's them, Right. I've looked at those eight games and I'm predicting 
eight points. And I'm saying it's a win at Re- a win at home to Reading. We get a point against Borough, which is a bit of an ask. Beat Rotherham and get a point at QPR on the last day. So I'm saying we're going to lose at Stoke, Watford, Sheffield United and at home to Burnley. That puts us on 56 points, which is one point better ah, look at than that. last season. At least 2% better than last year then. Yeah. One point. One point. point 2%. Yeah. 17th. <laughs> that, we finished 17th on 55 last season. Go at trying to get now into the top half of the table where there's a clear five-point gap now. Mm. A couple of weeks ago, we were saying, well, playoffs are gone, but let's finish in the top half. Uh, you first, Mark. Um, that little summation that I've given of the last eight games, do you, could you see it? It's, it's all speculation, I know. But could you see it being better than that based on how we've played over the last five? Am I being optimistic or am I being pessimistic? What do you think? Mark? Mark's gone. Mark's gone. Paul Mark. Mark, Mark he's, he's probably been dragged out of the house to, to he's go probably, to the He's, he's yeah. probably... All right, Miss, I'll, Mrs. I'll Mrs. ask you the same. Mrs. Tovey's uh, dragged him out. For yeah, the he mother. has got a family meal to go to. Yeah, yeah, to you still there, Mark? Do you want me to do it, Dave? You do Just it. He's gone. Yeah, he's gone. He says oh. he's still here, but he's not there. Go on. Uh, those those, those okay. last eight games, what do you think? I think we'll finish up with 57 points and I think we'll pick up nine. Um, all right. I, I'm, I'm going in this order. I'm going three one zero one zero three zero one. So all right. Well, that's if you're a binary, yeah. you'd know what that means. So can you put the matches? So you're saying beat Reading, yeah? Beat Reading, draw with Stoke, lose to Borough, uh, point at Watford, uh, lose to Sheffield United, beat Rotherham, lose to Burnley, point against QPR. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, so one better than uh, one better than me. Uh, what do you think, Neil? Uh, I'd like to think we can beat Reading. They're probably well knocked off that they're not playing us, and it's two week gap and might get some players because they're in awful form, even worse upon worse, aren't they? But mm. so I'd like to think we beat Reading. Stoke away, horrible. Borough at home, Matt Crooks will score. Uh, Watford away. God, they won't be nil-nil. They were awful against mm. us, didn't they? They didn't play anything. So well, I think Wilder, by that stage, if they're out, he's got some decisions. I think a point at Watford. Lose at Sheffield United. I think we'll beat Rotherham. Uh, lose to Burnley. And uh, Chris Martin will score against us at QPR <laughs> and then do... And keep them up on the last day of the season. And keep them up on the last day of the season. Which do is two, the, two fingers, to, uh, two fingers yeah. to Pearson or something as he's running past. Yeah. Do you so see that look go. of disdain on Martin's <laughs> face and all the other players when uh, Ainsworth had in that... Uh, no, Was it Mari? There's a little clip no, on Twitter. Have you seen that, Ian? That little clip on Twitter of Ainsworth trying to motivate... There's a touch of the Lee Johnsons there. Did you see that? No, I haven't Mary. seen it. You haven't seen it. Have a look at that. I, I love the concept it. of you lose you lose 6-1. The, the team talk's got to be, right, let's keep it tight. It's gone now. You've full trained right. well during the week and all the rest of it, and then go out and they can see the goal right. after three minutes. Aren't they? Here we go. Now, the- a slightly stronger version of that. But um, it, at the yeah, time... Yeah, it's- anyway, it's been uh, great to have uh, all of you joining us, listening live Sunday afternoon. Decent number there. We got a week off... Uh, Next week, which is good, we'll thank, be back. Thank after. God. Thank God. We'll be back after. Yeah. Uh, we'll we be reporting on a Reading off, game. No, we got two, two weeks off, haven't yeah. we? No, two weeks. Two weeks off. Yeah, we haven't got a game this week, so it's two weeks off. It's two weeks. Yeah, yeah but we got a weekend. We got there's no game next yeah. weekend, and then we got 
April Fool's Day. Will it be All Fool's Day right. against uh, Reading as the season uh, enters its final leg? So we're all we're, we're going to finish up about you know if we stay where we are. And it is you always said, Ian, right from the word go, you know, the end of the season was always going to be tough. And if you look at those fixtures in there, mm. Borough. What, well, you've got to say, Borough, Watford, Sheffield United and Burnley and QPR on the last day are going to be scrapping for their lives if their bad form continues. Tough end of the season. And if we get that 56 points that I've said, or 57, 58, we'll have done uh, moderately well. And then that'll be it. Season 22, 23 will be over. Well, we're over uh, for this episode. So uh, I'll say thanks for listening. Those of you that listen live, thanks for listening. Those of you that are listening uh, during the week, thanks to uh, Mark, who's gone off for his uh, mothering Sunday uh, meal. Thanks to Neil, who's been sat with me. And thanks to you, Ian. Have a good uh, have a good international break, guys. All the best. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, now. Yes, bye-bye. What if I've been unlucky? Really, I ain't got a thing. There's a time I always feel happy. As happy as a king. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along. Along. There'll be no more sobbing when he starts throbbing his old sweet song. Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead. Get up, get up, get out of bed. Cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red. Live, love, laugh and be happy. What if I've been blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers. Rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours. I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, singing a song. When Richard Robbins are bubba-bubbing along When Richard Robbins come bubba-bubbing along Along There'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his old sweet song Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead, get up Get up, get out of bed, cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red, live, love, laugh and be happy, what if I've been blue, now I'm walking through fields of flowers, rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours, I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, singing a song, when the red, red robin starts bobbing along. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you're still the last nugget snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and time supply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered. By fans.